Welcome. Thank you. Uh, so I have a, a doubt question and a clarifying question. Uh, so this persistent doubt I have uh, is that you and Adyashanti and Eckhart Tolle are making all this up. Um, I don't. I I don't actually believe that, but yeah, I don't know. So uh, you know, when, when I when I'm sitting there, it's like, well, maybe, like I get that meditation makes me more patient, and it feels good, but. <laughs> That's the, this is the best one I've ever, ever had. <laughs> At least that I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so awesome. I love it. I'm not making fun of you. I think it's awesome. Yeah, no. I'm sure everyone's had that thought. I've had that thought. I remember years and years ago, I would, like, try to look up gurus and... Like I didn't quite realize I was doing it, but I was looking them up in a way that I was trying to make sure that uh, they weren't real, like that uh, I could doubt them somehow. Like I was trying to make the world fit with my doubt model. You know, the, the doubting mind just touches, it just turns everything into doubt, you know? It's like the Midas touch, except for like with doubt. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you really. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing not, at I'm the, not, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the absurdity of the way our minds work. Um, but it also makes total sense. And here's the great news about this is I don't have nothing in me wants to, um, convince you of it at all. I don't care to do that at all. <laughs> do you know why that is? Cause you have to discover it for yourself because I know you will discover it for yourself. How do you know that? I just know it. How? I just know it. How? I, I know it. There's no how to this kind of knowing. There's no how to this kind of knowing. This is self-validating knowledge. It's the only thing that's self-validating. Everything else is doubtable. Everything else is doubt. The last person who was up here, he just kind of just discovered it. He could tell you the same thing. It's, it's just not the kind of thing that's doubtable. Trying to stick doubt onto this is like hanging a sticky note onto the wind or something. It's just that obvious. The part of you that wants to like either, either believe it or doubt it, believe it or doubt it, that's not where I'm pointing. I know that's there, but that's not what I'm pointing to. It's fine that it's there. It's like, it's like if I were to point to the wind in the sky, and you're, but you're focusing on a sail, and you're like, but it, does it move this way or that way? And I'm like, okay, yeah, there is a sail there, but like back up. See everything, everything that moves that sail. So what, what moves your mind? What moves your mind toward doubt or certainty? What, what's, who's putting his finger on the scale? I don't know. What makes you decide whether you feel doubtful or certain? Don't know. I don't know, yeah. Right? Yeah. You believe everything you believe kind of with a lot of wholeheartedness, and you doubt everything you doubt with a sort of wholeheartedness. Why? Who chose all that? Who, who, who gave you those beliefs, and then someone across the world has a whole different set of beliefs that they feel so certain about that they'll start a war with you over it, you know? That's belief is a is a fool's game, but man, it feels real when we're in it. And doubt and belief are like they're literally the two sides of the same coin. So I understand that doubt, and it's um, it's well placed actually. It's well placed doubt. Uh, a discerning mind is a mind that actually cares about truth. So your discerning mind cares about truth, but it has its limitations of what it can do. 
and it's you're hitting the edge of your limitation here. That's what you're. That's why you came here is to hit the to hit the hit the boundaries of your own limitation of that mind. Something in you already knows the answer to this. I promise. There, there's a part of you that's very strongly doubting because you came up and I'm very honestly said it. There's also a part of you that knows that this is beyond doubt, or you would not be here. This is way too threatening. If that, if you really, really fully identified with the doubt and belief world, and you didn't want out of it, you didn't want to see anything in a different way, you would not come here. This is, this is not, um, this is not easy to hear for people who who are completely identified with that and just not ready yet. It's very destabilizing, very uncomfortable. But something in you can actually hear it. I know part of this is very uncomfortable to hear, but I also know that you're sitting here calmly, actually, just listening. So you have to go beyond, just like my talk today actually was kind of to you. It's like you have to go beyond the known. And part of that is seeing what you, <laughs> seeing how much you identify with the known, seeing how much you identify with what you know. How many people in history just in the relative world have been so... Um, set off course in life by, by false beliefs. How many horrible things have people done because of false beliefs, nonsense beliefs? To some of us, they seem like nonsense, but it doesn't seem like nonsense to the person who believes God told me to commit this horrible act. That feels real to them. Beliefs feel real when we identify with them. When we, when we dig, dig enough and find that it's, this is the, the, ga the, belief of, the, the game of beliefs and the game of doubt are completely the same game and um, they have their limitations. They have value too, but they have their limitations. And this is where they just can't touch. This goes beyond their limitations. So um, the last thing I can tell you is um, you have to give up the idea that you can be convinced of what this is or that this is before you really let go. That won't happen. You will never know this you will never know what I'm talking about by trying to believe it. You'll never, even, even if you did believe it, even if I convinced you of something, you would still, it would still be a, a grain of rice compared to the, the universe. I mean, you, you would just, it's nothing. Can you say that first part again? I have to, you have to give up? You have to give up the insistence that you're going to actually understand what this is or even that you're going to fully believe that it exists or that it's a real thing, or that it's a real possibility, you're going to have to actually give up that belief if you really want to know this. So how bad do you want it? I'm going to put it back on you. You could, you could almost say, like, the question starts by saying, Angelo, prove to me that this is a real thing. I don't need to prove anything to you. I don't need to prove it to anybody. It doesn't matter whether they believe it or not. It's so obvious. But, but I will put it back on you and say, there's only one way you're going to know. You got to go in that last place that you want to go, in a sense, from the standpoint of the, the apparatus that wants to just absolutely know or just doubt and reject because you know it's not true. I know the strength of that. I know the, and, and it has value in the, say, in the scientific community, for instance. It has value when we're learning whether or not we should trust a certain person based on their personality and their, their behaviors. That's a really valuable place to apply, you know, knowledge and doubt and, in that kind of um, empiricism. This is a different kind of empiricism. This is an empiricism that recognizes that a thought is always suspect. It's always, it's always potentially going to be found out to be wrong. Any belief is potentially going to be found out to be wrong. And what we're talking about here is, by definition, by, by its very nature, beyond 
doubt. It's also beyond belief and thought. It just is. So when I try to lean into that, it, yeah. it starts to feel kind of like disintegration oh, well, a little bit. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of awesome. That's, uh -huh. my, that's music to my ears. Can I ask my clarifying question? Sure. Um, I, I was really uh, touched by that poem about the difference between curiosity and seeking because I've, I've, I was kind of worried I couldn't get over seeking, but I think it's, I'm actually more curious. And so when I, when I sit there and meditate and I, I ask who or what am I, um, you know, there's this, it just feels like there's this kind of ocean uh, and if I drop the curiosity, then I, the, I just, then I've been thinking about breakfast for 10 minutes or yeah. like the, the thoughts just come back in. So is, so the curiosity is not, that's okay. That's yeah. not okay. Yep. You, no, you're good. That, that yeah, sounds yeah. right on the money. Okay. It's not going to, nothing's going to be continuous. You're not a machine. You won't be able to do anything continuously. You know, even in a one pointed approach, it, it, it does sort of become continuous over time, but it doesn't feel like that at first. Um, yeah, no, you're good, and and I think that's a really important instinct uh, insight for you. That poem, it was a beautiful, very well stated poem. Yeah, that that was not obvious to me. Statements. Yeah, that was very good and very yeah. clear, and it's right on the money. That's exactly it. You can see it. You can see the way the mind functions. Seeking is always going to put something in the future and, and try to chase it, but that's not cur curiosity. Is like, okay, well, it's actually right here. So what it, when we say that when we stop the mind like that, and all of a sudden things start to feel like disintegrative, that's great. That's where curiosity points. It points right into the disintegration without any thoughts because you already know, you've already hopefully digested that thoughts aren't going to get you there. So what is beyond thoughts? Well, you start to feel something disintegrating. Keep touching into that or just, just touch it with curiosity. Lean into it with curiosity or lean back and let it take you over with curiosity. But the curiosity is the key. Okay. Cool? Great. Thank you. You're welcome. And Eckhart Tolle is faking it, but Adi Shanti and me aren't. <laughs> That's a joke. Just a joke. Eckhart, Eckhart can take it, trust me. <laughs>